listen here, dude, this is the Hulkster, and I'm on the PCGCCK1 show. Don't tread on America. Let's do this, brother. Nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. Monday, August 14, 2023. Let's go. guys how's everybody doing out there today it is monday august 14th a rare monday morning appearance for you guys really wanted to do this yesterday but uh it's just real for whatever reason got up early mowed the yard and it's like 5,000 degrees down here in florida so i think it just zapped me for the day just couldn't muster up the energy to sit here and talk and i didn't want to get i'm like hey, yeah so visit the d tom store and check us out and sugar water so I'm here today. I got doctor's appointments today, but I forgot to go ahead and knock this out this morning. And uh, sugar water. All right, guys, real quick, a couple things. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure you're following the show. You subscribe, whatever the button says there, plus negative, <laughs> whatever it is. Check it out. Follow us and make sure you're sharing this with your friends. And then also, while you're on that podcast app, scroll down a little bit and you'll see where it says DTOM Store. Go ahead and click that right there. It'll take you to the DTOM store. You'll see the different uh, variety of stuff that I have available in the store. Um, you know, your purchase, all it does is help out the show. I'm really trying to build a brand here. So, um, so, uh, so stuff, right? <laughs> I'm trying to build a brand so, you know, we could take this show further. You know, in a little less than two weeks, I'll be on Charlie Robinson's show on, um, the uh, TNT Radio Live, um, two Saturdays from now, the 26th. So make sure you pay attention. I'll as soon as I get the links and everything, and I'll share that with you guys, so you can tune in live, and then maybe even uh, 
or check out the podcast afterwards, whatever. But uh, visiting the DTOM store, buying some stuff from there will help with advertising, help me to be able to promote the show even more. So check it out. Use uh, DTOM in the promo box to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are on social media, you can follow us at Don't Fret America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker, and on the uh, Twitter X machine at uh, DTOM underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at don'ttreadamerica.com. All right. Let's get into the business today. Not sure how long we'll go because I got a lot of things I need to do before I got to go to Tampa for my doctor's appointment. But here is Senator John Kennedy from the great state of Louisiana. For 20 months, government has been growing faster than the economy. That's what President Biden wants, and that has caused inflation. Electricity is up 20%, gas 48%, milk's up 20%. I could keep going. I think history will record that at least thus far, Joe Biden is an inflation machine. President Biden's favorite kind of spending is more. If, if he had free reign, he'd, he'd slap a reverse mortgage on Alaska and spend all that money too. In my state, Louisiana, because of President Biden's inflation, the average family is having to pay $740 a month, not a year, a month more. That's almost $9,000 a year. When it comes to economics, President Biden is like a hog on ice. I did not ever say that people didn't understand transitory. What I said was we didn't understand transitory. In fact, well, that's clear. We the, can the, stipulate the, to that. that. I mean, the American people and my people are burning through their savings and they're getting priced out of the housing market. The best that, that we can hope for under this administration is that prices just stop rising. But that doesn't mean they're going to go down. It's, it's a cancer on the American dream, and it's, it's really hurting our middle class. Okay, so, you know, we talked about inflation, or, you know, we've talked about it plenty of times, as long as everyone else has, too. And... I recall doing a show when we first started. I don't recall what show number it was and whatever, but, um, and we talked about on that show, this was during the time of everybody wanting $15 an hour. Okay. And, and realistically now 15 is even low ball. And uh, a lot of places pay between 15 and $20 an hour for, you know, for an hourly type job. And we had said here, that be careful what you ask for because when those jobs go to instead of bettering yourself instead of if you if you worked at a place and i'm not, and talking to whoever whether it's you in particular listening to the show or somebody you know or somebody you've met along the way but if 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 a person works a minimum wage job okay if they're just working at a fast food restaurant a convenience store whatever the case may be and they're making whatever minimum wage is in the state that you live in, okay? The The point of that job is not to support a family. I'm sorry. The point of a minimum wage job is generally for, uh, like, after-school kids or uh, elderly people that might be just doing it to supplement some income or whatever. It's not to raise a family on because <laughs> that's impossible. It's more impossible now than it was 20 years ago. Now, when I was younger... And I'm not trying to say back in 1952, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about when my daughter was born 30 years ago. 
okay? I made $5 an hour, and my wife didn't work, okay? We had an apartment, two-bedroom apartment, had electricity. We didn't have cable, um, was able to eat and live our life, pay car insurance, had two vehicles. Um, What happened in the 30 years that you can't even think about doing and i was in i don't remember minimum wage i think back then was like 425 so it's not like i was crushing it (laughs) at five dollars an hour as a 19 year old uh, truck unloader at walmart right you (laughs) you make do with what you get and then you try harder to make more money okay you don't settle on whatever that dollar amount is and it's not when when everyone's out there rushing the streets, we need fifteen dollars an hour, we need twenty dollars an hour, we need what's what's it gonna be? Twenty five, thirty, forty, fifty. The thing is with this is when when you start paying quote unquote minimum wage workers twenty, thirty, forty, fifty bucks an hour, the people that went to school for an education such as like say nurses or welders or AC um, you know, HVAC technicians or plumbers or whatever auto mechanics that you had to go to some sort of schooling to become that that (laughs) years ago when minimum wage was four or five bucks an hour nurses were making 20 bucks an hour well if we're paying those people that were making minimum wage at five six whatever bucks an hour now they're paying getting paid 20 what do we pay nurses do we pay them 40 50 60 you want to know why health care is going up you want to know why everything's going up your problem is this we take jobs that are considered minimum wage jobs and then we demand more money your grocery stores your walmarts your targets your walgreens anything like that they've got to subsidize their money you know what i'm saying so and and it's not even just the places that sell the products it's the people that make the products whatever that product is especially food and most of your food that is consumed in your country, and I'm, and I'm obviously referring to just here in America, but the food that's made here, that's that's consumed here for the most part, is made here, right? So if we have farmers and warehouse workers and packaging workers and so on and so forth, the people that have anything to do with food productivity, now if those people are making $10 more an hour or $20, whatever the case may be, then... Tyson Foods and Del Monte and whoever else is going to have to raise the price of their foods. And then Walmart, for example, or your local grocery store, they're buying the food at a higher price from those places. But now they also are paying their people higher wages. And now that price, that package of chicken went from $2 a pound to $10 a pound. Or the milk went from $2 a gallon to $5 a gallon and so on and so forth. So we can blame Biden all we want. I have no I have no problem in doing that but realistically it has nothing for the most part it really has nothing to do with who your president is because Trump was president when all the $15 an hour crap was going on. So you blame your states, you blame your governors, you can blame whoever you want. Deep down inside is the people that caused this inflation. Okay, and I'm going to get into into a bunch of things, and 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 I'm going to talk about Biden and the government and whatnot, but it's just a bunch of finger pointing. You're going to have Republican senators, Congress people, whatever Trump, whoever, 
pointing at Biden saying it's all his fault. You're going to have Biden saying it's Trump's fault. You're going to have all these people pointing fingers instead of fixing the problem. There is, <laughs> I, I hate to say this, but I don't know that there is a fix to the problem. Now, I will say this, love him or hate him, when Trump was, um, when Trump was uh, uh, president, inflation was around 1%. So it's hard to say that it wasn't his fault or it was his fault. So it's really hard to pinpoint exactly whose fault it is. I'm going to say this, like I just said, I think when you have workers demanding more money, the, the owners or, or whatever of the company, they're not going to take the hit. They're going to pass the hit on to the consumer. Okay. So I guess essentially it's everybody's fault. <clears throat> and as far as prices going down, when have you ever say, seen a situation where, where whatever the product was, let's take soda, for example. I mean, a 12-pack of soda now is, what, like 7 bucks, <laughs> 7 or $8? Uh, I remember, I don't drink a lot of soda nowadays, but back in the day, I used to drink a ton of it. And I remember a 12-pack of soda being like 2 bucks. I'm not talking about generic soda. I'm talking like Coke or Pepsi or whoever. was like 2 $3 a 12-pack. So, <sighs> rent was cheap. Everything was cheaper, so you, you can't necessarily blame the president. Now, you're talking 30 years ago. I'm basing this on my adult life, okay? Now, who was president 30 years ago? So you're talking, what, in uh, 93? So that was Clinton, right? So we went from Clinton to uh, Bush. So you went from Democrat Clinton to Republican Bush to Democrat uh, Obama to Republican Trump to Democrat um, Biden, Prices have steadily rose since then. It's not like, oh, uh, Biden's or uh, Bush's president, prices drop. Obama's in there, prices rose. It doesn't work like that, okay? <clears throat> you could sit here and call it corporate greed. Oh, well, they're raising the prices because they don't want to pay their people. <laughs> you got to think jobs like grocery store jobs and convenience store jobs, and those were not jobs that were designed around supporting a family. I'm sorry they weren't. Okay, they were supposed to be part-time type of jobs and they were just supposed to be what they were. But now people work these jobs to support a family and I'm not dismissing that. But don't complain about the price of stuff when we are all <laughs> at fault. Now, granted, government spending doesn't help because what also happens is taxes go up. So your taxes, my taxes, property taxes, businesses taxes, that plays a lot into it. So a lot of points of the inflation under Trump was that he deregulated a lot of things and lowered corporate taxes. And then the Democrats argument on that is that you have uh Oh, well, he's giving all this money back to the corporations and the corporations do this. And well, that enabled the corporations to probably help keep their prices down, even though they had to pay their employees more. So that does make a difference. So when you have Democrats saying that um, price or uh, tax cuts to the corporations 
are affecting whatever, and we could be getting more money from these corporations and putting more money into the system. The problem is, is like I just said, corporations are going to get their money. So if they have to pay their employees more because of minimum wage or whatever the case may be, or for competition reasons, they are paying more taxes. Well, the big dogs upstairs still want to make their money. So guess what's going to happen? Prices are going to go up. And I'm not just talking about Walmart or your local grocery store. I'm talking about anything, anything that's manufactured, whether it's food or steel or roofing supplies, whatever, car parts. Look at how expensive everything is. Everything is. It's not just milk. It's not just rent. Everything is more expensive. It's astonishingly more expensive. So here's a breakdown of the inflation for for this past month for uh, July. So motor vehicle and here's here's your your basis. Basis? Bases? Base I? Whatever. And we're gonna talk about different things. But listen to certain things. Motor vehicle insurance. Okay. Now, motor vehicle insurance is up 100. Hold on. Let me, let me look at this a little closer here. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Eight, almost 18%. Okay. Why would you think motor vehicle insurance is up almost 18%? Okay. Well, it's because the cost of vehicles have risen so much that your whoever, State Farm, whoever you got, uh, Nationwide, Allstate, Geico, whatever it is, Progressive, their insurance has to go up to meet the standard of the cost of the vehicle that they're covering. Okay? It's not that people are getting into more accidents or uh, you know or anything like that. It's when your insurance is to cover the vehicle in which you are driving. Now, if you drive a... 1990 uh, Thunderbird your insurance is probably relatively low because the car I mean not for no not to diss on anybody that's driving a 1990 Thunderbird but your car isn't really worth shit I'm sorry to say that so the insurance is basically to cover the damage that you cause to someone else it's essentially what that insurance is for and then the insurance is based on an average. So if the average cost of a vehicle is whatever that dollar amount is, so you take the person that has the 1990 Thunderbird, but in the meantime you got, you know, however many people have a 2023, you know, whatever, and even your quote-unquote cheap cars are $30,000, you know? And um, so therefore the average cost of a car is probably... $35,000 because along with the $30,000 Hondas and Kias that are out there, you have $40,000 Mustangs and $50,000 SUVs and $60,000 trucks. And, and I'm not talking about anything fancy, <laughs> you know, you can't buy a vehicle cheap. Even used vehicles are relatively expensive. That, that's why your insurance is up. But nonetheless, insurance, it's not a product. It's not like you're consuming it. How often do you use your insurance? Um, so then you have tax return preparations is up almost four, as fourteen and a half percent. Okay, for whatever reason, I think that's more of a situation of wages. Okay, well the tax preparers, or you go to H and R Block or uh, I don't know the different ones, Jackson Hewitt, whatever. 
you know, those are people doing the job they need to make. Uh, they need to make money. So, food food from vending machines. Um, that's up. Uh, how much is that up? 14%. And that's another situation of of paying a person to fill that machine. <sighs> Sorry, I had to take a little break there. <laughs> Not that I chose to take a break, but I got a phone call. Anyway, and we're back. Not that you even noticed. Okay, so uh, motor vehicle maintenance and repair, like I said, that's the cost of paying people. Frozen fruits and vegetables, once again, hourly rates, hourly pay, people producing the product, people selling the product. Lease cars and trucks have gone up. Bread. So, you know, food away from home, and it's saying 7%. I don't even know how accurate that is. But, you know, here's the interesting thing. And like Senator Kennedy had said, so I think he said in Louisiana it was $740 more a month than it was a year ago, two years ago. So what does it mean for us? Now, this is from CNN Business, so take it for what it's worth. It's at least from CNN. You can't say, oh, you got that from Fox or you got it from whoever. U.S. inflation means families are spending, on average, $709 more per month. So obviously it varies by state. This is an average for the country. Than, uh, than two years ago. Okay, so let's get it real quick here. U.S. inflation has had a snowballing effect on family budgets. Typical American households spend $709 more in July than they did two years ago, but the same goods and services, according to Moody's Analytics. <clears throat> so I'm not going to read this whole article because I'm going to give you some numbers here that, that are going to be more real. Because the government is telling us inflation for last month was 3.2%. Okay. But, <laughs> like this said, $709 per month than they were two years ago. Okay. So, the CPI is a customer or consumer price in index. Okay. And this is this is the simple basis to it all. Okay. When you hear the number, oh, inflation's getting under control, it's only 3.2% year over year. Okay, so July of 22, inflation was 9.1%. Okay, so if you have an inflation of July of 23 of 3.2%, that means prices are 3% higher on average. Now, that's on average because they take, there's a bunch of different categories that comes to that 3%, including everything. Everything that you spend money on is included in that in that percentage. So that's not to mean that uh, the, the bag of Doritos that you bought at the store is 3% higher this year than they were last year. It might be 10% higher. So I hope, you know, you guys understand that. But here's just a basic idea of what you're looking at. When they say inflation is 3.2% higher July of 23 than it was July of 22, you're thinking, okay, well, it's getting good. It's getting under control. It's still 3% higher than it was over the 9% it was the year before. You're not saving money. That means prices are still going up. Where you want to be impressed is if you um, hear that inflation's at a negative 0.2%. That means it's actually cutting into the number that it was up last year. You understand? <clears throat> so, just basic math, okay? A dollar. If something, if you bought something for a dollar in January of 21, when Biden took office, that same dollar now cost you a dollar seventeen, which is seventeen percent increase. Now, 
when you put a dollar in there, it doesn't seem so bad. It's just a dollar. It's only 17 cents. But let's say you go to the grocery store and you spend $80 in, in, in 2021, you spent 80 bucks. Okay. How much is that $80 costing you in 2023? It's costing you $94. And that's the difference. How many times have you gone to the grocery store and you bought what you normally buy? Okay, this week we're going to eat. We're going to make this for dinner and that and this, that, and the other thing. We need hamburger meat. We need chicken. We need pork. We need fish. We need whatever. We need noodles. We need rice. Whatever you buy. And a year ago, that was a, you know, was a $80 bill. Not only is, is it more expensive... But you're actually getting less because of the quote unquote shrinkflation. Okay, so you might buy that uh, 20 ounce jar of of uh, spaghetti sauce. Well, last year it was a 24 ounce jar of spaghetti sauce. So not only is that 20 ounce jar more expensive than the 24 ounce jar was last year, you're getting less. So you're getting hit twice. So those numbers. We don't, they don't take into account the shrinkflation. This consumer price index does because it equates what you're paying, say, per ounce of something. You might have last year or two years ago bought a 24-ounce jar of ragu for, you know, five bucks. Well, now you're getting the 20-ounce jar for six fifty, And that's your difference. People don't, you don't think about it. And um, that, and not only that, but stores are not having as good of sales as they used to do you used to have bogos or a lot of two for whatever pricing now you go into a store and it might be buy two get one free it might be uh buy two you know two for you know an exorbitant amount of price and it's like where's the savings um and then the inflation calculator same thing so if you take if in 2021 i've used this calculator for years and this isn't like a Fox News uh, inflation calculator. This is a government inflation calculator. So if in 2021 you bought something for a dollar, in 2023 that's a dollar, a dollar thirteen. It's a 12.8 inflation rate. So essentially, like I said, it's over a two-year period. Now, even next year, next July, next July, you know, they could have an inflation at 2%. And you think, oh, look at that. Inflation's only 2%. And it will, quote-unquote, go down because you're going into a an election cycle, okay? They're going to control it or at least manipulate the numbers to make it look good. But just remember that if it's even if it's 2%, it's still 2% higher than the 3% it was last year over the 9-something percent the year before. So it's still going up, okay? So just for shits and giggles i don't know if it'll predict out yeah it won't predict out ahead just gives you to current year but um essentially the government's going to tell you it's it's they're going to lie to you and it doesn't matter who the president is i'm not saying this because of biden if trump was president and and then whoever wins next year just know if that inflation number is over zero it's your prices are still going up. It doesn't matter. Okay. So like, for example, let me go back. Let's go jump in the way back machine to 1993. So in 1993, when my daughter was born, okay, 
If I bought something for a dollar, and, and actually I'm going to do it like this. Okay, so let's say you went to the grocery store, and I remember being able to go to the store and not have to spend a lot of money. But let's say I spent $50 in 1993, okay? In 2023, that same $50 worth of items, which, granted, we were not rich by any stretch of the imagination. So $50 grocery bill was still kind of hefty, but you could make it work on 50 bucks. That same $50, which isn't a lot of stuff, is going to cost me $106 today. And that's what I'm talking about. You go to a grocery store, you can easily spend 100 bucks and walk out with nothing. I mean, I've walked out of a grocery store spending $100 and being able to carry my bags to the car. You know, back in 1993, if I spent $100 at the grocery store, I'm leaving with a full shopping cart full of shit, of groceries for uh, probably two weeks. And uh, today that's costing me $212. So, it has in the grand scheme of things, things are going to get more expensive. So, I mean, obviously, even if you look back to, say, when I was born, 1973... Right, fifty dollars at the grocery store. I'd imagine back then was like a fortune. I it oh, because it put nine to put two nines in there. <laughs> Idiot. That same fifty dollars in nineteen seventy three cost you three hundred forty four dollars now. So you can imagine going to the grocery store spending fifty dollars in nineteen seventy three. You look like you was feeding a damn army. So obviously, inflation is a thing through history. Right. I mean, you think back to the 50s when when a man and not trying to demigrate women or whatever. But you think back in the day, a man could go work a job at a factory, hell, at a gas station, at a, you know, I'm saying random different jobs. Most men worked those jobs and was able to afford a house, afford a car. Wife stayed at home, had two or three kids and they paid their bills. When you don't see that anymore. Now, was it was it a purpose? Is there a reason behind this? Is it a reason that you could say this was all part of the plan of the the global elites to divide the family and you you take the wife out of the house and then someone else is raising the kids or the kids are raising themselves? I mean, when I was a kid, both my parents were at work. We went to school. We came home, you know, chalked up lines of cocaine and got crazy. I'm joking. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? I mean, granted, you if your parents were strict, you still you knew there was consequences to your actions. So I think kids were able to raise them, not raise themselves. But you know what I'm saying? They were able to babysit themselves, I guess is a better word. Nowadays, kids aren't held accountable for anything. The parents, both parents have to work. You know what I'm saying? Some parents even work two jobs or at least one of the two. And it takes those people out of the house even more. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I'm not an economist. And, and and if I was, I'd probably give you a skewed answer. I'm just a real dude <laughs> with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. And inflation's hitting me just as like just like it's hitting all of you guys. So when I talk about going to the DTOM store, I understand. I get it. Do I have 20 bucks to spend on a t-shirt from some dumbass's podcast? Probably not. <laughs> so, But I'm still going to ask you guys. Um, and, and that's kind of the point of having the stores. I'm hoping that eventually it'll catch on. Someone will buy something and someone will buy something else. And, and, uh, and 
because the cost of the show, albeit it's not terribly expensive to do the show, I think it runs me twenty something dollars a month to have the website. It costs me twenty something dollars to put the show out. You know, sometimes I have to buy equipment. Sometimes I have to upgrade this. I might have to get an external hard drive to help hold shows. Um, I guess we'll see. Like when I'm on Charlie Robinson's podcast in a couple of weeks, if all of a sudden the show blows up from that, which would be awesome, obviously I'm going to have to put more money into the show. But we will cross that bridge when we get there. Okay. So this past week, this past Friday, the DOG, DOG, the DOJ and AG Merrick Garland assigned a new special prosecutor to the Hunter Biden prosecution. Okay. So we all heard about this. Obviously, this news broke on Friday. And I'm going to get into something else that broke on Friday here to close out the show. But I want to touch on this real quick. Now, the person that he put in charge was David Weiss. He's the, uh, was he, a, uh, not Attorney General, but he was a, uh, he was something. He was something somewhere. But anyway, the special counsel shall be selected from outside the United States governor now uh, government. Now, Attorney Weiss is a shit. I had it right here. No, I do not want to su- apply to your stupid ass thing. <laughs> but anyway, he's like a regional attorney, a state's attorney, something in Delaware, right? So he is part of the government. It's not that he works for the state of Delaware or the county of McGillicuddy, Delaware. He works for the states for the for the government. He's an attorney general for the government in that area. Okay, so when you have not only that, mind you, this was the same David Weiss that gave Hunter Biden the sweetheart deal to subvert all his charges fortunately you had a judge that was like wait a second this is fucked up but now we have the same person that was that's been pro you know they said well we're keeping him on the case because he's been prosecuting hunter has he has he been because it seems like he's delaying enough time to get the statute of limitations to run out in the meantime he gives him a sweetheart deal fortunately like i said there was a judge that had a little bit of common sense but um <laughs> you know the the whistleblowers that came out on the uh, IRS situation. Um. So you had Democratic whistleblower jo- Joseph Siegler accused the DOJ of obstruction in a Hunter Biden probe. Now this is back from January of nineteen. So former special agent um, Joseph Ziegler, who recently stepped forward as a whistleblower on the IRS investigation of Hunter Biden detailed that he believed to be damning instances of obstruction of justice from the department of justice. Ziegler accused the DOJ of blocking and curtailing IRS investigations in opening statements before Congress. He says, I sit here before you as not as a hero or a victim, but as a whistleblower compelled to disclose the truth. I'm risking my career, my reputation, and my casework outside of the investigation we are here to discuss. Ziegler indicated that his choice to speak out was prompted by what he saw as repeated attempts to obstruct the IRS efforts. I ultimately made a decision to come forward after what I believe were multiple attempts of, at blowing the whistle in the IRS. Um, no one should be above the law regardless of your political affiliation. A proud member of the LGBT community, Ziegler expressed hope that his actions might inspire others to do what's right despite a potential personal cost. 
we should always do the right thing no matter how painful the process might be. He said, drawing parallels between his current struggle and the difficulty he faced when coming out. However, Ziegler's findings went beyond his personal journey, painting a picture of obstruction within the DOJ itself. He claimed that U.S. Attorney in Delaware, U.S. Attorney, that's what he was. <laughs> David Weiss was a U.S. Attorney, or is, who uh, was obstinably in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation, constantly hamstrung, limited and marginalized by DOJ officials as well as U.S. attorneys. For Ziegler, the obstruction made it possible for the, U for the attorneys to exercise the powerful usual afforded to a special counsel. Ziegler pointed to public documents, expressed concerns that Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, may not face consequences for what he alleged are improper deductions for prostitutes, sex clubs, and his adult children's tuition. Uh, investigations into Hunter Biden's 18 tax returns reveal the inconsistencies between his book statements and, and deductions. IRS employees' testimony during the past Ways and Means investigation presented an account of dubious deductions, including payments of, to non-existent employees and a quote-unquote West Coast assistant identified as a prostitute. Notably, an $18,000 wire transfer divided into wages at a sex club deposit sparked controversy. Hunter allegedly decided, so I'm not going to read this. We, we know all that stuff. So it's actually coming to pass now because you have CNN's Jake Tapper on uh, the DOJ appointing David Weiss. I'm going to pause that music there so we can play this. And uh, let's see what he has to One say. One of the reasons to make him a special counsel, supposedly, is so that he has the ability to charge in other venues outside Delaware. But I believe he had previously argued publicly that he had the right to do whatever he wanted and then the whistleblowers said well behind the scenes weiss was complaining he couldn't do that he wasn't able to do that and the justice department and weiss denied what the whistleblowers were saying but this move makes it seem as though well maybe the whistleblowers were right maybe what they were alleging is true and he didn't have the ability to charge wherever he wanted to charge and now he does so i, I do have a lot of questions about that and i do think some of the political uh, questions being raised by republicans uh, have merit so when you have someone like this coming out and i don't want to say siding but asking questions as to this person now the excuse of the doj and merrick garland appointing david weiss was that he's already familiar with the case he's already been working on it yes he's also already given him a sweetheart deal. So who's to say he's actually going to go after this guy with any kind of veracity? None. But it's very coincidental that when anything like this happens that that wraps your head around the the Biden crime family, which is what they're calling it, you have this horrible situation that happened in... Um, in Hawaii, I, and I, I think it's, I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday, but, you know, the news kind of broke on Friday. Now, um, I don't know, I'm not going to get into the whole story because obviously there's a lot of stuff on Twitter that's trending and, and conspiracies about the whole situation. I'm not going to dismiss, <laughs> I mean, it's ironic that I do a show on HARP and weather manipulation, and then something like this happens. Now, there's some people saying this was a 
direct uh, a do. Uh, it's that a direct uh, something weapon. I can't remember what the E stands for, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you get on uh, on uh, Twitter or uh, or I'm guess X, whatever it's called. You get on. Um, you get on TikTok and you see all these videos of like laser beams beaming down. Then you see, oh, this was back in, this was in Peru. This wasn't in Hawaii. Okay, wherever it was, it still was a fucking laser beam beaming down, causing something to blow up. Um, I'm not laughing at what's going on in Hawaii. So I just think it's interesting that let's just assume, let's just assume for a second that what's happening in Maui is nothing more than what it is. It's just a wildfire that got out of control. It's gotten to a neighborhood, and it's burnt down a crap ton of homes. It's killed, I think, the last number I saw was 96 people. There's still like 1,000 people unaccounted for. Um, it was so bad. That, I mean, granted, a wildfire or any kind of destruction on an island, you really have nowhere to go, at least in like Florida, for example. If a hurricane's coming, we can boogie. We can get out of Dodge. We can go to Georgia. We can get, you know what I'm saying? You're in Hawaii. You know, if a hurricane's coming, granted, you can prepare for that. You can leave if you have the means to. A wildfire is instant. And there's nowhere to go. <laughs> you know, island's only so big. I mean, it even showed people jumping into the water because they had nowhere to go. And then some of those people subsequently drowned from smoke inhalation and so on and so forth. And then you're hearing all about FEMA not showing up. Then I saw estimates that FEMA says it's going to cost five-something billion dollars to repair this area. Which, in my opinion, what's the argument? You have no problem sending 20, 30, 40 billion to Ukraine. Surely you can throw five billion to Hawaii to help these people out. And I don't want to hear shit about FEMA loans and low-interest loans. I don't want to hear that shit. Because we're giving money to the Ukraine for nothing we're not making them pay this money back is did we say okay Zelensky we're going to give you a hundred billion dollars at two percent so we're going to need that money back ASAP no we're just giving them the money so why can't we just give the money to Hawaii to fix these people's homes and and why do we have to have these FEMA emergency loans it shouldn't be like that if we have no problem and this is totally off off script here, but if we have no problem giving money, giving billions of dollars to countries that don't can't stand us, and no payment received back, we're just here. Here's a billion. Here's a hundred billion. Here's twenty billion. Here's whatever you're giving to all these different countries. When a hurricane hits Florida, Georgia, uh, well, not really Georgia, not often, but Florida, you know, Mississippi, Alabama. Louisiana, Texas, South Carolina, North Carolina. When 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 we have that destruction, oh FEMA's this and FEMA's going to do that and FEMA's going to set up loans. Why can't you give the people money to fix their homes, to replace their homes, or replace their goods? Why does it have to be a loan? Because we have no problem giving billions of dollars to these other countries, none whatsoever. And I'm going to kind of close it on this. So. Back back before I started my rant, if we if we just assume that this situation in Hawaii is what it is, it's just a wildfire got out of control, and houses got burnt down, people died, unfortunately, people are missing. If that's simply all that it was, why is it spanning the news? 
I've told you this time and time again. Whenever something is covering all the news, no matter what news you watch, local, national, right-leaning, left-leaning, whatever, there's something else going on. Because if this is just simply a wildfire that got out of control, then, yeah, we should report on it. Yeah, there should be help for these people in this state. Yeah, I get all that. But there's nothing else going on. We're going to just skip past the point that they they uh, went against the law and appointed a government employee to be a special counsel. I mean, granted, you could say Mueller and you could say Durham were U.S. attorneys. They were. So how one-sided were they? I don't know. The fact of the matter is this guy is a government employee. <sighs> I I just can't stand to see when things happen. And if this is nothing more than what it was in Hawaii, you're going to see nothing but conspiracy theories going forward. Um, I mean, hell, there was a video I saw. I don't know if it's still here where the lady girl was saying that she feels this is nothing more than a land grab, just like it was in, um, in, uh, in Canada, this part of the Island that caught on fire, very high end. Um, you look at some of the maps and some houses were saved and some weren't, I'm not saying, but you know, this is how conspiracy theories are abound because you see what you see. Um, I don't know. Just asking a question. I don't want to get too conclusional here because obviously this is something that, um, is ongoing, but if you get on Twitter and you search Maui fires, you're going to see all sorts of stuff. Is it real? Is it fake? I don't know. I'm not there. I mean, just like, just like Ukraine. I don't know. I'm not there. So take it with a grain of salt and just know that this, if, if you're, if your social media, if your local media is being qualified by one event, just know there's something going on. Something else is going on. And it is interesting, very much like East Palestine, which he still has not made it to. Obama, or Obama, Biden's on vacation again. Wasn't he just on vacation like a week ago? He's on vacation again. God forbid you stop doing what you're doing. I get it. Everyone deserves a vacation. But if I'm not mistaken, he was just on vacation. I mean, when I say just on vacation, I'm not like a month ago or two months ago. I mean, literally, I think it was like a week ago. Now he's on vacation again. You might want to stop what you're doing, hop your happy ass on Air Force One or whatever plane you're using, and go to Hawaii. Or, or at least, at least, even if you want to make the excuse of we don't want to go there and cause a disruption by being in the way. Even if that's the excuse you want to use. Fine. At least... Get your happy ass behind a microphone and pledge support for these people. Give your condolences for these people. No, no, I'm sunning, funning, chilling on the beach, going for a bike ride. This guy is a fucking joke. So, I guess with that being said, guys, just um, be weary of what you see on social media. Um, and also, be weary of, of any... Um, money you're donating to whom to whatever sources you know make sure it's legitimate like i'm watching a video right now i don't know if there's any sound yeah. <laughs> Slowly, 
It's just like someone on their phone. But um, if this was just a wildfire, now in this video, it's very windy. It's extremely windy. And for those of you that live in an area that have had wildfires, and when that wind kicks in, like in Florida, we've had them before. You Obviously, if you're in California, you know what I'm talking about. When those winds start blowing, you can take a small control fire. Because from all accounts, from what I've read, they had the fire under control. That doesn't mean they had the fire out. But it was said that the, the fire department in that area had the fire under control, which means they had it contained. Not, under, not out, but contained. The wind started kicking, and it spread like crazy. Now, was it just unfortunate that the winds kicked in? Was it the harp machine? Was it, you know, the the alien lizard lords? You know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm being facetious. I don't know. I don't know. Cuz I think the one thing I'd have to ask myself, Hawaii is an extremely democratic state. What would be the purpose? Like when you see things happening like if this was Florida, I would be like, okay, there might be something to this. I don't see the purpose of doing this in Hawaii. So keep an open mind. Be careful who you donate to. Let's not get too crazy. Wildfires happen. Okay. And uh, I guess the biggest thing is pay attention to what's not being talked about. All right. With that being said, guys, please make sure you visit the DTOM store. Check it out. The link is at the bottom of whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. If you're on Spotify or uh, the Apple podcast, leave us a review, preferably a five-star. If you want to have anything to say, if you want to tell me I'm doing an awesome job, that'd be great. (laughs) Also, make sure you're sharing this with your friends. And if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and the ticker talk right at Don't Hurt America. And on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And also, we have a website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. With that being said, you guys have a great day. And I will talk to you again on Wednesday. Or Wednesday. What do you want to call it? See you.